Welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the official podcast of EverythingAction.com. Hello and welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the podcast for the week of January 15th, 2024. I'm your host, Zach. I'm your co-host, Chris. And uh, yeah, we got our latest issues of Thrasher magazine and our best skate decks because we are watching, uh, or we watched the 1989 uh, skateboard classic uh, Gleam in the Cube this week for the podcast. It's celebrating its uh, 35th anniversary. Yeah, a relatively popular movie at the time, but just uh, not, I I... not respected as it ages. I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't popular in time. Like it only like it was like a, it was actually like a limited release when it came out in nineteen nine, but it, it became like a, like USA Network like sh- like showed it all the time. It was like a huge VHS movie. It basically, became, like kind of slowly became like a cult classic, and it kind of became like a like you know skater classic. Like skateboarders were watching it because it had because it has a ton of skateboard actual skateboarders in it, including oh, yeah. the one and only Tony Hawk. Who I did he do most of the stunts? I think this is mostly like a Tony Hawk movie. I think he he did. he did a bunch of stunts. Um, I know, like I think there's like a bunch, like like one of the one of the Z boys, you know, like that that crew, like the OG skaters, like was like the technical advisor, uh, like Rodney Mullins in it. There's like a bunch of there's a ton of like act like Mike Valley, like there's all these like actual like skateboard guys. Bone the Bone Brigade is in it. <laughs> The lead singer of the Aquabats is in yeah, this. Yeah, it's like it's like um, yeah, one of one of the one of, the, uh, one of the one of Brian's friends. So yeah, so 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 uh, starring so starring Christian Slater and Stephen Bauer, and uh, huge huge year for Christian Slater in nineteen nine. Uh, he was in Heather's, and then he was in The Wizard and Gleam in the Cube all in nineteen eighty nine. Hmm. And definitely, de- definitely, definitely, Heather's was the big one because that, that that was the one that definitely kind of like was started like starting to shoot them up. Like the Wizard and Leave the Cube are like now they're like cult classics, but they weren't really that big a time. But then the year after, pump up the volume, and then you know after that, it's, it's just like you know it's all uphill for Christian Slater. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like he this was filmed earlier than released around that same time because if you told me this is the year a few months after pumping the volume, that's crazy. Well, it's like the, it was like the year, like Pump Up the Volume was the year after 1990. Right, right, but like in filming terms, because yeah, he, he matures vocally mm-hmm. a lot better in Pump Up the Volume. This, yeah, this had to be like this had to be like early or like some, like like sometime in like '88, and then <laughs> came out early '89. And then yeah, Stephen Bauer, um, who probably best known for uh, he was uh, in Scarface, uh, Ma- like Manny Manny Rivera in Scarface. Scarface's right hand man. Yep, and and then he was uh, you know he's Don Eladio in Breaking Bad recently in Better Call Saul. He was in Ray Donovan. He's been, he, so he's I mean he's been you know working the entire like the start time. But the eighties was like the big big breakout for him because Scarface was just like his big breakout role. Yeah, but the uh, the weird thing is that if you watch the trailer, which is like which I think the, tra- the trailer for this movie is like what like kind of like like made us like want to watch it and then fall in love with it because the trailer is like so like insane with just like the phrasing of like how they like like phrase things and like the way it's cut and everything. Um, but there's a there's a weird uh, in the trailer where they for like Stephen Bauer because they, they say like Christian Slater of Heather's and uh, whatever like some other movie and then like um, 
Stephen Bauer, but of, of and I forget what they, I forget what they t- like say he's from, but it's not Scarface. It's like some obscure like TV show or something or like like I don't think it was Hill Street, like he was on like Hill Street Blues for like one episode, <laughs> but it's like or like maybe like maybe like uh, a couple episodes of like Hill Street Blues. I think maybe that's what they s- said, but it it's just it's they don't like trailer just like what you think they would like 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 kind of credit Steve Bauer for they don't credit him for. <laughs> But yeah, both, both both those guys co-star, uh, tons of skaters, also, and then tons of that guys. Like this is like a that guy movie. Like there's a, there's a bunch of guys that you just like look at. You're like, oh yeah, I've seen him like a million things. Yep. Including like, the main bad guy, that Richard Hurd, who's in like he's like you showed up later. It's like Seinfeld and a bunch of other other TV shows. Uh, like Christian Slater's dad is played by Ed Lauder, who's like also just like in everything. Yeah, Ed Ed Lauder was interesting because I figured he'd be the cop. <laughs> he usually is. Yeah. Yeah, so he's either the cop or the hard ass like coach or neighbor, and he's a not. he's a real estate agent. I, I either or an accountant or insurance. I think he's an insur- an actuator. I, I, I think I think Christian Slater's mom is a real estate agent, and then he is like like the accounting side of that company, like it's their own business or like does something with like accounting or taxes or like. So, but something that but something that Christian Slater as a skateboarder is like very. Like against yeah, yeah, like you're you're part of the you're the man. You're like you're working you're the for the man. Yeah, yeah. But uh, mortgages, what? f mortgages. Yeah, the, the, like the, the plan's not even gonna be here in thirty years. So why, why do you why do you even care about what happens? Like we're all gonna get nuked, man. Well, this is like eighty nine. If you told me this is anything earlier, where they didn't know about like the Cold War and stuff. I believe you. This is like after the Cold War. Well, yeah, like the, like the Berlin Wall. The, well, I guess I guess it's it's pre like the Berlin Wall was gonna like it was gonna, like would have fallen like later that year or something. I think in, in November. Eighty nine was Berlin Wall. Okay. When it, yeah, like November eighty nine. So like this movie came out like the beginning of the year, and then like then like you know the end of the year, the Berlin Wall fell, and then like it's kind of like yeah, <laughs> the end of the Soviet Union. So. If, if, if Christian Slater's, yeah, if he just waited a, like a little bit longer, he would like he would have been like, oh, okay, <laughs> time, time to get that haircut. Yeah, but yeah, let, but let's let's jump into the movie, and it, it starts out with a like just you, it's such a like signifier. That this is like pre nine eleven. Like they're like, cause, like oh my god, Christian, yeah. Christian Slater and his crew are skateboarding just like un you know unsupervised unaccosted like around a like private airfield just on the tarmac next right next to planes just like active planes this is active, active planes airfield yes i don't like i don't know how they like they, they, just, they just walked onto this tarmac and are just skating around and then they uh i don't i don't even think they brought they, they bribe a guy or like they cuz like it's I don't, they did. yeah they pay they pay a little bit of money to like fly them over Anaheim, and then it's like spot like abandoned pools they can like skateboard in. It's clever because at the time you just had to like, I guess, drive around and then peek over fences and hillsides to see, yeah, which houses had empty pools. But do you, do you think is this is this something they do like all the time? I mean, this is ass expensive. This is even <laughs> this is eighties money. Yeah. I don't know how much they bribed him to find a pool, a free pool to snowboard in. I feel like the money it takes to bribe someone to show you, like, fly you charter, char- basically, basically charter a plane. I mean, even if like the guy is like, all right, I don't, I don't, because he's like against it, but they're like, oh, we'll pay you. He's like, fine, all right. 
Okay, because I get the charter time. It's still airfare fuel. Like, yeah, so someone's got to pay for gas. Yeah, when they get someone's back. Someone's got to pay for the maintenance and for the. So I'm like, how much do they give him? I think it would be cheaper just to like go to a skate park at this time. I mean, like, that this was, wasn't I... the early time where like skate parks weren't popular yet, but like they had skate parks. Yeah. But they do, but they do find they find an abandoned pool. It's like they land and then they somehow are able to remember where that was and like get back get there. And then they're, they're doing <laughs> classic classic you know like uh like street street surfing, which is like that's like the early style like 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 the Z boy style skateboarding. It's like you know like like surfing in pools basically. Um, which, I, which one thing I love about this movie is that like they show like every style of skateboarding, <laughs> like especially like Christian Slater, like Brian is like an expert in like every every style of skateboarding. He's like it's you know this like pool kind of like street surfing downhill later on like flatland like just like regular like verse like ramp stunts like he's like like all all around like he's an expert in every every style of skateboarding. Is it implied that everyone is crew is like that or just him? I, I, yeah, well, I mean, we, we don't really see a lot of, like, the other guys, like, doing a lot of skateboard, like, because we, we see a ton of Brian, like, angry, angry, like, f- like, uh, footloose skateboarding later on, like, when he's doing like, flatland tricks, and he's, like, the downhill chase later on, so he's, like, like fl- full-on, like, downhill racing style skateboarding, <laughs> but, I mean, Tony, I mean, even, even, like, Tony Hawk, I don't think Tony Hawk is, like, he's not, like, a flatland guy, he's, like, a, you know, like, a ramp, like, vert guy, like, <laughs> Like I feel, like, I feel like you like. There's like it's very rare to have like someone who's like an expert in like every single possible style of skateboarding. That's true. I mean, this is a stunt team that basically does everything. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah. One of the crew like cracks their head open like on the side of the pool, and then the homeowners show back up and like, uh, and then the police show up, and then uh, I love the homeowner is just like, can I sue them? Can I sue their parents? Can I sue? Like, can, can I sue me? Well, that guy ran like shotgunning everything about what was going on, like the cops, the blood, the yeah. how much it would cost to the clean, the sue thing. Like that guy seemed like a nineteen forties like radio like, <laughs> character. Yeah, you're in my pool. Say I don't like this. Say like he had that monotone. It's a, it's a fun one bit character because we never see this guy again. Nope. But that's how we're that's how we're introduced to Stephen Bauer because he's like one of the cops to show up and he like basically just lets them all go. He's just like, "You damn punks, get out of here!" I was I I, I was like you once. <laughs> what friend did like a head injury? I don't remember. Was I, I, I know it's one of them, but it was just was some it, dude. Was it Yabo? Who's like his who's like his main like like Brian's main friend, who like Maybe. lives in, lives in like the it's bunker under his house. <laughs> I mean, out of everyone, Yabo's got like the healthy family dynamic. Oh yeah, totally. It's it's like it's weird because like he has a healthy like yeah they're like having family game night, but then he like lives in a, like a bunker under their house. He treats himself like a weird outcast. But, yeah. Like meanwhile, his family's like very loving and understanding, mm-hmm. <laughs> and well to do to have like a pool. Uh, not okay. I mean, we're just gonna head, but when uh, later on when Brian visits Yabo at his house, like they have a pool that they skate in. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like already like somehow it's it's all yeah, it's, it's all graf- yeah it's all graffiti and like they've, they apparently it's clear they they use that for like skating hangouts yeah, yeah. skating hangouts do whatever so it's like what 
I guess I guess maybe like a fresh pool is like a like a cool like a better surface, or it's like it, it's like faster, cooler, like skateboarding on it or something. I guess I I just think that was odd. I, I just thought these kids were maybe not well to do, and then you find out no, they're very well to do. <laughs> yes, they're just really punks. They're just really like trying to get yeah. the punk style in L.A. But anyway, yeah, the I, I I do like the explanation to explain Brian's character. But then I forgot how the brother gets introduced. Mm-hmm. It's so, like, quick cut, because they don't explain, like, oh, why aren't you more like your brother, blah, blah, blah. Like, they don't say that at all after the police incident. He, Brian just goes in his room, and then there's an Asian guy, unexpected, <laughs> just, like, throwing shit at him. I'm like, yeah. What? And I, I I love that the room is like you could basically like it's like a literally like a like a invisible line like separating the room where it's like Brian's half is just like all like thrasher magazines and like posters and of like you know like punk rock posters and like Vin's side is just like super super neat like like stu- very, all of his like, textbooks yeah. like very uh yin and yang yeah yeah it's the odd couple essentially yeah. someone in the writing team was like I want to do a international odd couple. Mm-hmm. And we need to make them live together in this one room in this big house. Yeah, but but yeah, but so Brian's family adopted Vin at some point. Um, uh, and... no, Vin got adopted when they were both eleven. Yeah, it's mentioned that when uh, at eleven they're like, "Oh, do you remember when like we got him at like a, when you were 11? Like it, mm-hmm. it's some throwaway line, but yeah, I, I still can't figure out because like they mention that. So like okay, alright, not to not to drag. Do you, are they the same age? I mean, they're in the, they're in like the same grade, so I would have to imagine. Yeah, they're like the same age. Okay, because Brian's supposed to be sixteen. Yeah, they no one looks their age in this whole thing. <laughs> like, so I mean, I, not not to insult, but then I'm like, he's born in, in the in the. I mean, the spoiler alert, when when Vin's dead. And they look at the tombstone. It's it's he's born nineteen seventy. So like Vin is supposed to be nineteen because his tombstone says nineteen eighty nine. That's when he, the year he died. But on the thing on the tombstone it says nineteen seventy when he was born. That's yeah. That's because not like he's in college. Like he goes. He's, he's, that, he's, he's going exactly. to like they're going to the same high school and like he like he like he, he's a, his girlfriend Tina is like in their same like they're all in the same grade. It seems like. So is is Vin like no Vin's the older brother then must be yeah so like that's all I'm like I'm maybe when like Brian was eight Vin was eleven like that that kind of makes sense I don't know all I know is that like then in that case like uh, Vin's only been in the country for like eight years nine going on nine and he's doing like accounting for this <laughs> place. Well, he's he's like yeah he's a straight he's like a straight A student like he's very you know, studious like he's like yeah. the, his parents' favorite because he's like the good son. But it's kind of crazy because then it's like oh no I I get like not that it's bad to favor one kid you know it 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 sometimes like some kids are just born bad mm-hmm. but Brian's just a rebel that really needed like an after school program or something <laughs> it just doesn't make sense how like they one became this way the other one didn't and then. It's not like they like. I do respect the movie for not making it too obvious. It's like it doesn't matter that they're not like blood brothers, but they are by the how loving their family is. 
but you do not see that in the beginning of the movie. It is just like the mom is the only one who like loves Brian. I mean, <laughs> it's such a like, oh, I get why Brian does this. Yeah. But yeah, so 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 Vin works at a. Well, I, I, I don't think I don't think he works like for the video store. I think he works for like the like charity that the uh, Colonel Track runs. Who's like, um, is like is also like his like Vin's girlfriend's father, Tina. I mean, then, seeker, seeker girlfriend. Well, I think, well, I think, I think her, the colonel, the colonel doesn't care. Like he, 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 like wants her. Like there's a thing where later on, like it's like, oh, Tina can't date American boys, but Vin is a v- Vietnamese too, so that's fine, I guess, or something. But, okay, but that's the thing. It's like it makes it seem like then Vin never met the parents formally, like it, as a, like I'm dating your daughter. Yeah, it seems more like oh, your coworkers and friends. But not the way that Brian kind of like skips that line. He just sort of leapfrogs later. But mm-hmm. that's that's why I think it's weirder because even when um, Vin's in trouble, the colonel never goes. That's my girl. That's my daughter's boyfriend. Like never. Like he doesn't acknowledge that. <laughs> yeah, fact. He's, he's. It's like he's a good boy. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I, wh- where do you think they went? Where do you think Vin and his girlfriend went when they like went on a secret date? I <laughs> like to the video store. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go rent a movie from your dad's store. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. The the bad business was um, interesting because I, I kind of paused to make sure what I was looking at was it's a like half of it's a video store. The other half, half is like, like electronics. Store. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's like there's like video cameras and like TVs and stuff. So it's like a, it's like a video rental store or it's like a video like supply store or something or like. I mean, a lot of the uh, tapes are probably from when they filmed in, like, a Chinatown or a little a little Tokyo in L.A. just to, like, have the set prop. Or, or, or a little Saigon. There's a little Saigon. I'm sorry. Well, That's I a think, real place. Yeah, I think, I think it's all in, like, Anaheim, like the Anaheim kind of, like... Uh... I, I've, been to, I've been to a little Saigon. Yeah, I think, I think it's um, in the area, yeah. So, it, um, I get the video stores in those Asian communities, they pretty much have to make make bootlegs because like i went to an asian video store where basically you get one real vhs copy from china or hong kong or some you know someplace yeah. and then you basically have to do making like duplicate vhss so, so it's like the colonel has he's already doing like an illegal business with like oh, the yeah. video store and then he's like got yeah. a secret legal business yeah because if you look at the vh tapes they're not in english they're all yeah. like foreign movies or they're they're american not they're american movies that they have to send away so that they can like get subtitles into the VHS through, like, a digital company that is not in America, really. Yeah. So, yeah, like, and then he's bootlegging it. Like, all those VHSs are what, like, you get from, like, a mass-produced, you know, VHS, like, thing at, like, a PC Richardson Sun or something. Yeah. Uh, do you know what a PC Richardson Sun is? I don't know if no, that's, like, only no. local. Okay, that's, I guess, like, a New York thing. But but Vin, but Vin doesn't work for the video store. He works as a shipping clerk for which is like everything in that business of of Mister uh, of the, the Colonel. Colonel. Yeah, so it's it's he's a shipping clerk for the Colonel's other like side project, which is the Vietnamese Anti Communist Relief Fund, because the Colonel fought for the uh, he was on the like the U.S. side during the Vietnam War, but then he's he's trying to ship supplies back to the people who are still fighting the communists in Vietnam. And so it's supposed to be shipping. They're supposed to be shipping like medicine and you know medical supplies to, and they're like raising money to like buy medical supplies for like the, the people in Vietnam. 
But then, oh, okay. I I kind of misunderstood that part. I was just like, whatever. Like, yeah. I I thought he was. I mean, it's messed up, but I thought he was the colonel on the other side, and then came to America. No, yeah, because because um, the, the organization is like the anti-communist relief fund, and it, like yeah, they really have to stress that. Because if not, you're like, wait, what? And you can and you can tell the colonel is very American, like very pro-America, because he like where he's always wearing like a Los Angeles Rams hat, and like he's got like like all this like Americana around his house and his office and stuff. So, but then he won't let his white his his um his daughter, daughter date, date, date American America. boys. Yeah, he loves everything else about America. He loves the football. He doesn't love the boys. <laughs> But yeah, so so but Vin, Vince uncovers some like weird inaccuracies and in, like I think it's like in the the dollar amounts or the like weights of what they're shipping, and he like writes he like kind of writes down a copy and like kind of questions the colonel about it and he's like, oh that's weird, um that's probably just an error. <laughs> well, that's the whole thing about this movie. It I mean it, it's brought up quick as if it's gonna be more of a like forensics accounting kind of trend. It's yeah. just one scene where. Vin does, I don't know, quick arithmetic between, like, something like, it, it's some, like, big number that equals then, like, 5,200 pounds. Like, it just, that's the number he just writes down. Yeah, I think, I think, I think it's, like, it's the weight, like, it's the weight of, like, if it was just, like, medicine or whatever is, is off of what that should be for these, like, shipments that are going out. Yeah, but it's not like he, he did some crazy algebraic, like, forensics accounting. It <laughs> yeah. just seems like, huh, I saw the supplies, he did the calculations of the weight, and goes, yeah, that's not right. Like, there's, you're getting more for your shipment, so, like, what are you shipping? Mm-hmm. But it's, it's funny to think that this guy, the, the whole operation is foiled by a high school kid's accounting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, like two two high school kids. Like first, because Vin uncovers the inaccuracy, but then is you know as we mentioned, he's killed. Um, which we'll you know, we'll dive into in a second here. But like, but then also like later, like obviously Brian the skate punk also like just unravels the entire organization. Wait, wait, but in in also to that, like two brothers bring down this organization. Yeah, and it's not like Vin has like a, a completely different last name. It's like Kelly, and, and I Kelly, guess yeah. because they're bringing on the fact that they don't look like. Like conventional brothers that's like the only thing that like the colonel's just like oh that's weird like yeah you know what i mean like he's he's never like oh like your 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 brother died and now you're trying to hang out with my daughter hmm like it, it did never fucking clicks for him <laughs> well that's the other like we should mention like that's the other like crazy thing about this movie is that you would think you know it's, it's coming out in the era of like rad and thrashing and all these other like movies that are like just straightforward it's like, oh, rad! It's about a big, you know, dirt bike race. Uh, thrashing! It's about a big skate competition. And then this, you would think, like, oh, it's about like, you know, Brian wants to be like a pro skater. He has to like compete in this like contest or something. No, right, it's right. it's a, it's an international smuggling conspiracy crime thriller. Like, what you would never be like just from the cover, from the title, never think that. It, it feels like 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 uh like two scripts just got like f- like f- like shuffled together, and then they're just like. Oh, this seems. I guess this, this seems right. I guess skateboarding. I wouldn't even say like two scripts. I think a guy had a beginning and end, and then that was it. And then I don't know. He just said, "Give me another movie." Because if you literally watch the first ten minutes of the movie, and then maybe the last, like before the last minute, like scene where like Brian's in the hospital and, and saying that like his parents love him. Like, yeah. What? Like you just, <laughs> you just won the championship or something? It yeah. Just, the rest of it in this section we're, probably, we're definitely gonna dive into just gets crazier. 
Yeah. But yeah, so so Vin, so after Vin uncovers like that inaccuracy, he takes it upon himself to go to the warehouse where all the like the VACRF supplies are being kept, and he triggers an alarm, and then the colonel's partner, uh, Lons Lawndale, uh, find like is, like uh, like captures him, drags him to like this like shady hotel that's like, would you say like like. Two two doors down from Disneyland, Chris. <laughs> like, okay, you're asking that like the, the, the warehouse... hotel. Well, no, like the, the, the hotel they bring Vin to after they capture him at the warehouse. Like, oh, it's, yeah, like no. it's, it's, it's like it's like it's like two two like you you walk like a hundred feet up the road and you're at Disneyland. It's well, you're at the like Disney Disneyland parking lot, sign, yeah, parking lot. At least the parking lot. But for some reason, wherever that hotel is positioned, you can see. Right into Disney World as if you're on property. Yes. Like Disneyland. Uh-huh. Like it's the Matterhorn's like out the window. If <laughs> yeah. it's getting like, murdered and you're like you can see like the Matterhorn outside the window. But but like I've been to Disneyland and World a lot. Very few rooms have a great view in the theme park like that. Where basically yeah. someone on an uh monorail can look right back at you. <laughs> well that whole so, yeah. that the entire hotel got demolished for uh it's California Adventure now. Yeah, and like even I actually I stayed at the California Adventure, but they expanded further since then, and there's no more monorail. And they got rid of the monorail in Disneyland. Now I think they have it like a train. I don't know. I gotta look it up again. It's been a while, but yeah, it, it's just wacky to think that uh, wherever what shady business they're gonna do with the Atomic Hotel. Like, why would you pick this place? <laughs> All <laughs> hotels to like pick. Yeah, there's probably that. It's still a tourist trap. So like, that place has to be packed. I think, hear you. I think there's some sort of like, if you look on the sign in the movie, there's like some sort of convention of, like in town of like it says like welcome something. So there's like like a bunch of people are coming in to like stay at that hotel or something probably. Uh, but that I think that's like a week or two later. <laughs> yeah. I I saw the event. I know I, it's like yeah. in the middle of the movie the detective goes and checks out that place, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's like there's no off season in that area because Anaheim is like great weather all the time. So people want to be in that, and that main trip is busy. Mm-hmm. So, so they're just doing nefarious shit. I, I, I just boggles my mind. It's like, hey, do you, you want to do like some crazy illegal thing? Hey, let's go to like Six Flags and just like, <laughs> hang at, at that local hotel. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's stay on property and that's that's very far and like let's, yeah let's pay an extra tourist fee I mean, and also i also love like so like uh so bobby nguyen who's like uh like the one the, like one of the henchmen who is like you know see like is uh i think he like is he, he works in the video store too and the, like he like kind of is like the first one that reports to lawndale like hey this like this other guy is like looking into our stuff and then yeah. I, I love that. I love, he, I love that he is like, oh, I've I've done this a bunch of times. I've strangled guys with like a wet towel a bunch of times. <laughs> like, what is up with your life, Bobby? Yeah. Uh, well, interesting thing about Bobby, um, the character, the actor that played him, he's yeah. also in uh, Big Trouble in Little Chinatown mm-hmm. as uh, Rain, the guy that secondary looks like Raiden from Mortal yeah. Kombat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I totally unrecognizable. I, I just couldn't figure out like I've seen this guy I don't know where and he's not wearing crazy. he's not wearing a crazy costume he's just wearing like he's a t-shirt a crazy <laughs> costume I thought he was maybe like a slightly older teen 
you know, in, in this, because it made he seem he seemed kind of like teen adult. Like, yeah. I find out like yeah, like Big Trouble in Little Chinatown came out three years prior to that. I'm like Jesus Christ, like totally do too, like the actors look totally different. It's like I I I'm just like this 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 being like an immoral thunder god guy and then trying to beat up like a high schooler with a towel. Yeah, yeah. Strength, like not well. That's sort of like it's, it's sort of like a like a twist on like waterboarding. It's like it's like a wet towel. It's water, like, no, I, it's just water strangling. Not even waterboarding yeah. make you drown. This is just I'm gonna choke you out with a wet towel. Yeah, I'm not so, sure that's a thing. So even though even though we said he's done this a, lot, a tons of times before, he accidentally kills Vin, and which which in the trailer is like like what my favorite line if in the entire history of trailers they show the scene of him getting strangled and they're like and then one day his brother died <laughs> it's like he didn't tra- trailer guy he didn't die he was horrifically murdered <laughs> one day his brother was murdered like yeah. correction yeah and then they hang him in like the bathroom from like the shower to like make it look like he killed himself in this uh hotel how strong is that shower like that, he hung himself from. I what? I don't know how they tied a rope or how. And supposedly you were hanging a rope around that shower frame because, like, like you open a shower door incorrectly, like it breaks. So I don't know. Imagine about hanging on it or how light is uh Vin. <laughs> Vin, Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he he is found by that unfortunate uh, maid who like. Opens the blind, stares out Disneyland, like ah, great job, like you know, like, yep, yep, another beautiful day in Anaheim. Yeah, yeah, and then turns around and it just ruins her goddamn life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so obviously the Kelly family's devastated, and then uh, Stephen Bauer, Detective Lucero, is in, like kind of like heading up the investigation, but like they don't, no one seems convinced that it was it's murder. They're like, oh, it's it is like a, there's no evidence there's any foul play. It's a suicide. So, but yeah, but Bri- so Christian Slater, Brian, it takes it about himself to uh, start investigating things. He, he finds he finds Vin's uh, like handwritten like you know like the, the the note he took to like like that had like the discrepancies in the weights, yeah. and he starts like he starts like asking people around like like you know uh, the video store that kind of neighborhood like can you people can anyone translate this and then he runs into Bobby Nguyen again and like he, Bobby Nguyen chases him in a, tr- in a car and then. Uh, Brian hides in the back seat of Bobby's car, and then they go to a meeting in like an orange grove <laughs> outside of Anaheim with the Colonel and Lawndale, and uh, they just they just ask, think, they just keep escalating things like they're already in like kind of like hot water. They just like put themselves even, even deeper in the hole because uh, I think I think Lawndale's the one that kills Bobby. And, like they have like a scuffle, and then Bobby pulls a gun on them, and then like the gun goes off and kills Bobby. Okay, so. Uh, Richard Hurd, yeah, the actor that plays Lawndale, he just does not have a mean look to his face. It's it's just the way he even like shoots uh, Bobby, and then is just like burnt out. Like he just just does not look like he's right for like the villain role. No, yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he, he's definitely a lot of his, a lot of his stuff he's been in is, is like comedy stuff. Like he was on Seinfeld. He's like like you know George's boss at the Yankees at Seinfeld for like a lot of episodes. He was in like uh like Private Benjamin and like planes are in automobiles. <laughs> like he's, so yeah, it's, it's, he's definitely a weird choice for like the like the heavy like bad guy of like <laughs> cleaning the cube. Because if you told me this is more like a kids movie 
where you know he's just like a greedy businessman or like a three ninjas something. something yeah not even three ninjas that's like too violent I'm, I'm talking about just like he has that face for like a kid's movie like a no yeah. like i'm gonna death, i'm gonna de- no, I'm, no I'm, gonna, I'm gonna i'm gonna demolish the, the like the community center because I'm, I'm yeah a rich like, man. <laughs> like, he, he feels like the kind of villain that like a dog should stop yes <laughs> in this one there's straight up murder like Oh man, yeah, but like, Bob, like Bobby gets shot in the head, and like the blood spires all over the window in front of Christian Slater, and Christian Slater's like, "Oh shit!" Because like, then, like, uh, uh, Mister, uh, uh, what's his name? Lauder? Lawndale. Lawndale. Lawndale shoots him like a cowboy, like you know, a headshot from down below, like perfectly, yep. and he just holds that pose, and he's like, "Oh, it was an accident." I was like, "I don't think that's an accident." Man. <laughs> like, yeah. I get uh, forensic like blood spatter analysis and all that didn't come far in detective work in 89 but yeah like i get why lauder was just like oh, yeah, i'm i'm going to like super jail like if i tell like the cops so he panics but yeah so but so yeah somehow brian managed to, like so he managed to like get back to you know home and they gets the police out there but they're like there's no there's no evidence the car's gone the, the body's gone so they kind of think Ryan is just like making things up or like but, going okay. crazy because like, like I said, with that like there's tire tracks right? The co- you know, <laughs> let's say like, let's say just like they like dusted them all away or something. I don't know. I don't know, but it, I wish there was a scene to kind of explain how the evidence was hidden. Besides, they drove he drove the car away, and then they make it. Then they make it like they they buy a ticket in like Bangkok or something to make it look like oh he fled the country. Yeah, yeah, and it's like oh like we found Bobby because you know some. Possibly some other Asian guy. Some someone bought a ticket under his name going to Bangkok, so he's, yeah, he's gone. Like, he yeah. wasn't here. Like, so that that's why I was like, I kind of want that to explain to make it gaslit Brian better. Besides, um, he he already was like a bad uh, influence already, like in the beginning, mm-hmm. and now it's like now you're just being like a psycho trying to get yeah. attention for this because your your his brother died. Like, they kind of do play it up worse about that i mean it, not not that worse but you know in the in the like no one believes you kind of speech but like there's a lot more cops that come the first time like a whole b- squad shows up it's like four cars and like yeah. backup and a detect a partner and i was just and this i was like oh like and then he gets less and less cops like as he tries yeah. to flag more people, yeah. Every, everyone basically just gives up except for Stephen Bauer. Stephen Bauer's just like, well, I guess I'll keep, I'll keep doing it, but yeah, yeah. But I, I get like everyone else didn't believe him in the initial. I, I guess they did so much that they all came to check out some dirt. But <laughs> yeah, because it, it's like, wait, where's uh Brian's parents? You just can't show back up to a crime scene without your parents. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, I just think also the same cop that uh, was investigating the death of Brian's uh, of when, and then it's the same cops that show up for Brian. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's how policing works, but I get it. But then, but then so uh, so so Brian's next step is. He's suspicious of the colonel because he saw, he saw the colonel talking to Lawndale. He, he doesn't know who Lawndale is. He just knows there's like another guy with the colonel. And so then his plan is I'm gonna I'm gonna become I'm gonna like go undercover basically and like become friends with my 
my dead boy, my dead brother's girlfriend, Tina. That was his long-term plan. Yep. No, wait, wait. Wasn't that, it wasn't that initially, but that's what happens. Well, he, he he tries to, he tries to talk to her school, and, and he she's like, oh, well, no, 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 you know. no. But that's not what starts it off first. So what happens is he like if you like this is legit what he does. He first has that scrap of paper that yeah. mm-hmm. he found. That, that, that actually, I think like he he realized something that like his brother said about the uh him having a bad day leads him to have the piece of paper. He goes to little Saigon asking anyone to translate what was on the paper. Yeah, and that's how he gets that's how like new like Bobby like starts like right. he's on him and stuff. So then from there then is the like okay, I need to go check out uh my my uh brother's girlfriend. But that was, was that like he never says like this is my last effort you know it's imp- like implied that he goes fuck it i'll just destroy her life too like it's <laughs> it's yeah. such a like big responsibility for him and he plays it like kind of kind of like out of desperation which i feel bad for because he never tells her about that or anything or he it's implied that he did but that's such a bad like i don't want to talk to you again like oh, also- location. He he also um, he figures out where Bobby Nguyen lives and then goes to like his his apartment. Mm, yeah, and, but then like Stephen Bowers there already. Yeah, and then, so like yeah, so another thing is like Stephen Bowers' character is either like really compassionate and like good or like incompetent, right? Well, they ha- they heavily they heavily imply that like Stephen Bauer was basically like he was like a like a punk asshole like Riot is right now. And then he be, and then he turned his life around, and became a cop. Just like I'm, oh. I, I was you, I was you, man. I was like I was like I was right where you are, man. But you got you got to turn your life around. I wonder what his sport was. Was it just like <laughs> I was you, punk kid, rollerblading, and yeah. then, you know, smashing lollipops, whatever the shit they did in the early seventies, drag racing. <laughs> no, it was it just drag racing in L.A. Oh, yeah, that was a thing still. But I'm just I, thinking, like before skateboarding, what was the punk? What was the equivalent of a punk ath- like athlete, teen athlete? Yeah, I, there, there, yeah, there wasn't really like you know extreme sports, so it's just like yeah, I, I mean, it probably, you couldn't probably be was, a street punk like that then. Probably just probably just no like no sports, just like you're like you were like a, like a punk. <laughs> so you're, probably, you're, you're just in a punk band where you're just like 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 making no, fun punk of the band wasn't there yet. Or you're just you know sitting off the side like at football games like making fun of them smoking or something, just like yeah, just smoking. Smoking <laughs> yeah. was their punk thing. Smoking yeah. under bleachers. Yep. I feel like in the seventies you had beatniks. You didn't have punks. Yeah, beatniks were like still around from the sixties, and then well, hippies sixties, beatniks seventies, and then eighties was the punk that like anti whatever like pop culture group that needs to exist to be the counterpoint before you become the man. And it's funny that the that guy punk went the way of like um, I don't know Twenty One Jump Street. Because <laughs> Stephen Balder is like, he doesn't look that old to be. Like, no, I feel like in some weird casting, they're like Stephen. Stephen Bauer was gonna be uh, Brian's Brian. brother. And then, yeah, and they're just like, <laughs> no, they they don't look that close. So then they just said, all right, what if it was a cop and just played the older brother? Mm-hmm. Because their relationship is sort of like he is the older brother to Brian. He well, he, he he becomes like it's like the Big Brother program. Like he becomes like his big brother. Like, yeah, yeah. So that's why I was like, oh, I forgot that. Like in my head, because the last time I've seen this was years. 
Also, side story. I watched this movie on like a bigger TV, and the qual- you see the graininess of the quality. It <laughs> feels like this was a VHS rip. They don't have like a proper 4K respiration or whatever. I don't know if they're, if they're ever gonna. I think there's a there might be a Blu-ray of it. I'm not sure, but uh... but is the Blu-ray just playing in a Blu-ray? But the quality just looks like this. I mean, I, I guess it depends on like it depends on like what the quality of like the like original thing they can get. Like if they don't have like a you know film to like upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> they have like a, the original eight millimeter probably. No, it, it's only it's only it's only a, it's only about DVD so far. We like we need we need a Blu-ray or a 4K of uh, Gleam of the Cube. So, but I watched it again a little bit on my phone at time. And yeah, it, it just looked better on my phone. <laughs> the way it was meant to be seen. Yeah, I know. Only because it's such a smaller resolution, so like you get like a better quality and darkness. And I was looking at it, I was like, huh. <laughs> like, I don't want to keep watching this movie on my phone. This is like ridiculous, but it just looked better. Um, but yeah, when when they entered that apartment, that cool bachelor apartment. That apartment <laughs> oh my god! I was gonna, I was gonna bring up that. Like, oh, is, yeah. is, is, po- is like he's got like Shokasugi posters and like ninja stars and like then powerlifting women. Like, yep. it's, like muscular, not muscular, but you know, very pretty women, like in in California clothing. Yep. So I was like, okay, this makes sense, but this is Bobby's place. Yeah. I mean, Bobby did drive a cool car. He had those like that that like like uh, rockabilly like, car. <laughs> yes, like like a big a big ass like convertible, like basically like a Cadillac. Like yeah, yeah, uh, yep, yep. So like that's when you go in his house and you're like, is this Bob? Like where? What? <laughs> he just like he just goes home and just like is like like just like lifting weights and like like watching like ninja movies. <laughs> yeah, like, like that's why I was a little confused. So, I'm also thinking the movie probably had like a side plot where Bobby did actual martial artists or something, or like is it implied that he was. He should have had like a fight scene with like Christian Slater or something, or like yeah, <laughs> yeah. So because it's like he was the actual one that killed Vin's like Vin. So yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like he should have been the big showdown. Or... It's like, you killed my brother, now I'm gonna kill you. Right. Like. And or it should be like the midpoint where like he like uh, Bobby reveals like something else, you know, something kind of big clue, the next place to go, detail. But no, when when Bobby dies, it's 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 crazy because it's like yeah, we know really nothing about him. We know even less when we go to his apartment now, <laughs> and then like we never revisit Bobby again. It's just like yeah. whatever. No, it was just it was just like another like just like like step in like Brian's investigation. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, but but, he, but but so yeah, he but then his next his next big step is to try to like get close to Tina because then that will get him closer to the Colonel and then maybe he can figure out more about what's what's going on with Vin. But then Tina's like, well, you know, I don't, we're not really friends. Like, I I can't like be seen with like someone who looks like you. I, I like, was secretly dating your brother. Like, this is weird. Also, like, I just think it's also a weird tactic and also how the movie pushes forward their relationship. Oh my god! Yeah, (laughs) like yeah, but yeah. So Brian, Brian, like becomes like a preppy, basically. Like he puts, like he, like you know, renounces his like skate punkness. (laughs) Renounces and starts wearing like sweaters and like khaki pants, and and then the greatest sin of all, riding a bicycle. Yeah, 
Watching uh, his friends freak out was yeah. pretty funny. Like in the group, I mean, there was a school, and everyone is like, "Whoa, no, oh, whoa. look at look like, at Kelly, look at Kelly, look at him, look at yeah, him." Yeah. So that's why this movie, the violent tones that come in are just out of place because this is another thing the movie could have been, where maybe something something goes wrong with Brian's skateboarding career or like something, so then he gives up skateboarding. Like yeah. this is a, a beat. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, the there's kids like, movie. There, there's weird. There's like weird beats that like if this was like a straightforward skateboard like competition movie. Yeah, there there's like beats where like, oh yeah, this this is in that movie, but then it's like, no, it's this it's this international smuggling conspiracy crime thriller. And so, like we know as the audience know that Brian is putting on a character front, like he has to go yeah. extreme with hiding uh, who he is. Like, and what he's trying to get out of the relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, it's not like skateboarding was something he had to just like give up. Uh, ever like in this look, like he destroys his skateboarding room. Oh yeah, he, he, he rips all his posters out. He takes out his earring. Earring, I get the look. I get the hair. I, you know, what I mean, like it makes sense for your appearance. <laughs> he, 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 he takes a shower. Yeah. yeah, he goes nuclear option of just basically destroying his whole identity at home. But like you're playing yeah. a character, you you don't really don't have to do this. Some of those posters are going to be very rare and collectible in the future. Why, yeah. you know, like. What? You know, it's not like he says out loud, like, I gotta put on disguise, or, like, something to declare that basically he is, uh, like, gonna keep investigating. It doesn't look like... It looks kind of different to me, because there's a way you can watch that scene where he looks at his brother's girlfriend and just says, I want her? Like, you know, a whole different movie could be there, where he changes his identity in order to, like, trick... His brother's girlfriend. Well, yeah, that's that's not his goal. And it works. That's the insane part. Well, it's like that's not his goal at first, but then he's like, "Oh, oh, she 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 actually likes me." Okay, like, see what I mean? Yeah, it's like what? No movie, stay on track. What? Why are you introducing such a bond between them? Yeah, like she's an end to a mean. It shouldn't be. I need to keep learning about you. I could see you do one or two, one scene, two at most, and then the stakes are higher when you have to go, like, get her, because you're friends, not secret, like, double secret boyfriend. Mm -hmm. But, but through, because of all this, because of this ruse that he's doing, he does learn who Londale is, he does learn about the warehouse where Vin, like, tricked with the arm, and then... I, I'm not sure what Brian like what Brian's plan was for this, but he goes to the warehouse and causes an explosion. Do you think he meant to explode like basically a warehouse? I we don't well, know I, how big the explosion was. We just know from yeah. the tank that exploded. But again, why does? I, well, I get that it's not it's not super secure because Brian basically outtricks the whole security force. Yeah. I I well actually, and then actually before he does, he does cause the explosion he finds out that like he manages to get it past where Vin like Vin where Vin got caught like he manages to get past it and then he finds that that like there are guns in the like VACRF uh, boxes that are being shipped out so they're they're smuggling weapons into Vietnam that's like their like scheme yeah well yeah so the scheme is that America stopped giving support to the anti-communist group apparently. Yeah. And it's up to the relief team to do arms deals. So the colonel, the colonel is, is basically paying Lawndale to smuggle 
weapons into Vietnam for him. So to get to get to like his contacts in Vietnam. Right. But okay. So if you watch the trailer, you understand that. But if you've never watched a trailer and you just watch this movie randomly thinking it's just going to be like a sports movie, where does like this part comes out of nowhere about the whole Viennese rearming subplot or then yeah. becomes the main plot of this whole thing where you think the skateboarding is going to be the main plot. Mm-hmm. Well, his, his skateboard is his weapon, Chris. That's in the trailer. I, I get because that's the whole reason that he does the um, the like getting away from Bobby and then then his final trick by the end, his downhill racing thing. But yeah, uh, yeah, it, it's so crazy because the gleaming the cube thing is also referenced once, which, which is then... which, which is from like a, a super super obscure like interview from Flash Thrasher magazine, and then. Yeah. They, and it's I mean like in the movie they're like oh it's like when you're gleaming the cube you're you're like at the limits of like your edge of your like your abilities like you're at the perfect like like <laughs> like I thought it was peak of... you, you skate without like thinking or yeah you, you, you skate with nothing to lose you're, you're pushing pushing your limits to the edge is what okay only because. I forgot that Gleaming the Cube was the main title of those movies because, like, besides the name drop on it, it doesn't really like chime with the conspiracy part. Well, apparently, so apparently, his other title, like the other titles for, it are A Brother's Justice, Skater uh, Die, okay, and Ch- Challenge to Win Again in the Philippines. Yeah, I saw that. The the Challenge to Win Again one in the Philippines is another like confusing title that implies that maybe he was the top champion like a rocky movie where like brian was the best and then now he's like kicked out and he's starting all over again so something that <laughs> implies like a skateboarding tournament yeah but yeah gleaming the cube relating to this i get how it makes sense in the last 10 minutes it was but... it was just it was just like some executive like was like or like some someone someone like read a thrasher magazine or something or like someone like heard that phrase and like oh yeah that's that's like a phrase the kids know gleaming the cube and no one stopped that executive that yeah. went in and got printed or, uh, or, just, or just, it seemed like something like just one just made up like that's like come up come up with like eight like late 80s teenage like skater slang like but it's very niche because like is gleaming the cube a verb or is it a like adjective you're you're you you gleam the cube like i think it's an action like when oh you're God. like you're like you're so, gleaming in the cube <laughs> so it's a, it's a verb yeah because then they're describing it as an adjective because now you're using it to describe actually skateboarding to your limit i'm just arguing that but like it's such a dumb title that when you <laughs> yeah. think about why they bring it back in mm-hmm. for i mean because Brian's gleam in the cube isn't exactly what you think it's going to be. Well, at least the first time. So yeah, uh, once once Brian connects the dots, when he, uh, I guess, goes to that Vietnam festival that he discovers that uh, well, that, well, that, that was, was there. That, that was earlier. That's what. That's where I. I... Like learns oh, okay. that Lon- 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 name, and then he when he's like he finds Lon- figure out Lon- 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 name, then he's like, oh, I'll, I'll 
then he like puts all the pieces together like oh lawndale owns the where this warehouse that like uh is where the supplies are and that's when he goes to like blow like he causes an explosion and he like leaves like the the ram's cap i I think i think I i think his plan i think his plan was maybe to try to like make it seem like the colonel was turning on like had them turn on each other ah but then, like, it, like that doesn't work. That doesn't like work out at all. Like, like Londell is like, this just like totally like immediately figures it out and like it's like, oh, it wasn't the Colonel. Like, like oh, it's yeah, yeah. it a damn sure. kid. Like, you know what? I think you're right. I mean, you're totally right because I totally forgot that. Like, I'm, I'm remembering the scenes out of order because logically it makes sense about the finding out Londell, then blowing up his warehouse after finding out the evidence. Like that kind of plays better. Yeah, and then Londale going like, "Who the fuck is this kid? Did did uh the colonel send him or something?" Because that plan of thinking it's gonna be they're turning against each other fails in one conversation, mm-hmm. like immediately. It's just like, "Oh no, I didn't do this." Oh, okay, I believe you know, like <laughs> it was that <laughs> simple. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Londale's like, well, "I don't know. I'll deal with this now. Like my my plan for this." Well, well, T- well, Tina like shames his f- her her father, like because like Brian tells her like, oh, your dad's like involved in like smuggling and like he killed Vin or whatever, and then Tina like conf- confronts her father. And he's just like, oh yeah, I did. I like I I, I confess. Like I, yeah, I, I'll tell you everything I did. <laughs> like, well, no, because Tina finds out that it's Brian that blew up Longdale's yeah. warehouse, and he finds the lighter that he just like stole. stole her yeah, dad. yep. But then, Why? but then. When she, when she finds the liner, Brian's like, "Okay, I'll, t- I'll tell you. I'll tell you everything. Like, I, I think your dad was like involved in like like Vin getting killed or whatever." And tells and tells her like what he thinks, and then like Tina goes to, like confront her dad, and then she and she the colonel's like, "Oh yeah, you're right. You're, he's like 100 percent right." Like, and then he wants to stop, and then Lana's like, "We can't stop. There's money." Huh. Well, before that, the reason why Brian gets confronted was that like, um. Her father sent her away to her uncle's, and then mm-hmm. she just went to Brian's house. Yep. Big leap. Big leap and like, stays, stays the night in Vin's bed. <laughs> hmm. She confesses to him that she has, like, feelings for him. Too. Yeah. Like, more than she had for Vin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you're so much better than your brother. It's just like, ugh, okay. Yeah, it's, just, it's poor, such a bad Vin. look. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like, they don't I'll really have that much Yeah, what? How like how how long has it been since like Vin's funeral? Like yeah, a couple but, days. Like the way they're talking about their feelings, it makes it seem like they genuinely fell in love over time from just having a connection. Yeah, this seems like the week after. <laughs> it is so weird. But hey, uh, before we get kind of the end part, like the the last act, mm-hmm. you want to talk about how weird that um like we barely see brian's parents that much like for grieving parents yeah there's like there's like one there's like the one scene where like ed lauder is like watching like the home videos of like brian being a dick about not playing frisbee yeah and then they have like that heart to heart like hey it's like i was i was a bad dad to you he's like well i was a bad son and like oh we were both bad all right we're good now it's a kelly tradition yeah, um, but I, I I get it. Like they like really don't want to focus in on that. But I think Brian should have just said like, "Hey, like 
I got I I'm gonna like get justice or something. I'm <laughs> I'm gonna be the justice skateboarder. Mm-hmm. He doesn't well, tell parents anything. No. Yeah. He, he so so Brian comes up with a a plan that is uh sketchy at best which we might find out soon soon but um he goes to like his buddy yabo's house because apparently yabo is like a like savant at building skateboards and he built like so yabo builds like a this like super fancy like brand new skateboard for brian (laughs) <laughs> Which I love all like the like the techie like it's like these wheels you gotta put like these like black black graphite like wheels on well, and like you know, yeah I mean there was he drops a line that makes sense where he's building this board goes like like because um Christian Slayer wants a speed board he doesn't need yeah. like something tricks, in yeah but yeah no tricks no um extra weight features that basically either give him like other terrain to skate on or like longer like. I guess longevity to the parts. He just basically just wants to build a car. Like <laughs> he <basically laughs> wants, um, yeah. like a high speed board. That uh, I just feel like no. It's nice to see in a in a skateboarding movie, but like it takes so long to get to this part about him, like him building his perfect weapon. Mm-hmm. You know, like because because he, he blew he blew up his other board with the in the explosion like he used that to, like transport like a a flaming rag like into like the propane tank and blew it up i just think for a premise of telling it that brian skateboard and him are basically like they share like a giant bond and it's like a symbiotic like not like almost like a thor and his hammer <laughs> we do yeah. not get that at all it's like okay yeah. you're my new favorite blackboard <laughs> like you're yeah. my favorite uh, weapon now, uh, like probably the skateboard that's gonna snap in two if like used again because they don't, you know, it's gonna wear out. I guess you, uh, how heavy he was skating. Yeah. And then he also, and he also has Yabo like rally like all the other guys like Tony Hawk and all those guys. And Tony Hawk is crucial because he works at Pizza Hut and they need the pizza truck as part of this plan. And they all they all convert they all rally at Pizza Hut. I do like that. I mean, as a as a blame product placement, it's still fun. But I forget like like then it's the the Pizza Hut car that um, they could drive at like five or eight in the morning. Pizza <laughs> yep. Hut truck. He like like Tony like this like Tony Hawk just has the keys. Like they just let him have the keys to the truck all the time because he's the delivery guy, I guess, or something. I get it. If he was reliable and maybe his parents own it. Right? Something. <laughs> they own the pizza. We, yeah. we have very little with uh, Tony uh, Hawk. Buddy. Yeah, uh, yeah, Tony Hawk, whose character's name is Buddy. But I like that he's got like a, a bedroom with like five phones. phones. Yeah, a couple yeah. of phones. Is that because of Pizza Hut? Like they need to call him up and get an emergency <laughs> pizza? All the, all the, that's what I'm saying. Like when the, and he he you discover that he is the Pizza Hut driver, and then he's gonna rally everyone at that Pizza Hut. It's like so. Like you're just on call for either a pizza emergency. <laughs> all, the, all, all the calls to pizza go to like Tony Hawk's bedroom. Yeah, it's like they didn't have a headquarters for the the communication, so it just we, goes to Buddy's we, house. We 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 got we got this pizza. We the pizza this a phone. So Tony Hawk, you, like we need to like route all the calls. To, you you need to take all the calls to your house and then come here and drive the truck. So you know how uh, Pizza Hut and Domino's and, and a lot of food delivery services now that you can schedule your your like mm-hmm. pizza for the next day or something you could do that now and yeah. i saw that so 
it's like before that was like implemented, you basically had to call some dude like at Tony Hawk's place and be like, hey, at tomorrow at like 8 p.m., I would like you to deliver a pizza. Mm-hmm. Like, and there was a chance that a guy like Tony Hawk might pick up the phone. And then uh, the police also figure out what's going on because there were there's like earlier there's like some bikers who were like threatening uh, Brian and he managed to like escape by using his downhill skateboarding skills, and then they they get arrested and then uh, Uchero like Stephen Bauer and then his like his uh, there's like the one cop that like served in Vietnam so he knows how to speak Vietnamese and then like it managed to like get like the the guys are like like like, like taunting them in Vietnamese is like. Oh, Lawndale, okay. <laughs> They're like, oh, shit. Yeah, I did think that was clever. So, yeah. I also feel like you, in, I guess, like, the popularity of Vietnamese language wasn't there as it is now, but you can still record conversations and send it out for analysts. So, if that, knowing that can happen, these idiot, like, biker guys just don't understand, like, <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> like, yeah. Wait for a lawyer. These dumb, these dumb cops don't know anything. Like, yeah, they're just like probably call, talking about the crime. Like, yeah, that guy paid us to try to murder that kid. But like, you know, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> it seems like something that we could definitely confess to as a, a comedy act. But they treated do they they treat the scene pretty well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so every every kind of converges on. The colonel's house, and like Londo's there. He's threatening the colonel. Like he's saying, like you can't, like we got, like. We're too far deep in the plan. Like you can't quit. And then Brian, I I don't know what his like plan was, but like he what he does is like, he jumps on his skateboard through like the window of like the colonel's office and knocks into Londale, but Londale still like shoots the colonel. Wait, and he then, skateboards into that room, right? He, he he somehow he somehow he climbs over the back like like their back like wall because then he flies he, in like and, and he does, yeah, first. yeah he does. Ah. He does some sort of like he, he's, he like ramps off something, and they're in their backyard. Then like like yeah like flies into the window, and then knocks into Lawndale. But then basically, basically, basically knocks himself out, and the colonel gets shot. Tina gets kidnapped by Lawndale. Lawndale and then Lawndale steals a police car, and then there's a, like the whole like finale of the movie is like this giant chase where Brian's chasing like, he's chasing on a skateboard, and then like. Some like the like the skate crew is like following them, or like he tells them where they're gonna be, and but they don't really do anything. <laughs> well, okay, here's the insane thing about that part, right? The skate crew, because it implies that Brian's plan's gonna go perfectly well, and he's then able to a certain degree in case there's a chase. Yeah, like in case there's a getaway car, then it relies also on Brian getting to a payphone. Or, or something in order to call... Car phone, yeah. Yeah, car, something he needed to then call his friends. So, I don't know, like, it is really hard to time things. It's not like the crew was on a timer, just in case you can't meet communication. No cell phone or anything, so it's like, no. how do you trigger this massive skater board? Yeah. And it's like, but, it's like they don't even, like, they don't even, like, try to, like, it's not like they're trying to, like, like kind of like get Lawndale into like a different like no. specific street or something. It's just like they just like kind of like drive past him and he's just like wait what? <laughs> like it's skateboarders. Like like, it's like yeah. at best maybe a two second distraction, but it's like so dangerous of a distraction for what they are doing. They're trying to stop a man with I don't they don't do they know about the gun? I don't know. There's like go no. like right in front of this maniac dude who's got nothing to lose. And they're like totally let's take the Pizza Hut truck. 
The only the only thing they really like the only thing Brian really does is like is like he like later on like like jumps like kind of like sketches on the the pizza truck to like yes get, get to like a different part like off the freeway. But that was cool. It doesn't make sense in the long run, but it's cool. And as just going back to skate crew, skate crew for a second, I love the like epic shot of them like coming over that hill and like there's like, like that music because like yes. it's like it's like chase music. It's like this like kind of like you know like eighties chase music for like the like this action scene, but then like it cuts to like this like it's like very like synthy, just like wow wow wow. It's like the skate crew is like coming over the hill. And you think for the way they're coming to like a rescue, they would take yeah. this shit more serious. It's like, oh shit. It's like, oh shit, the skate crew's here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they've arrived. This is what you would see in like Lord of the Rings, the two towers, and Gandalf reappears. <laughs> yeah. The way it's the same tone. And yeah. so I'm looking at this, and you would say, like, oh, did they bring bats? Did they, they, do they have something to, like a net? You know, something to actually do. They're, they're just like, coming down as if like they never no one's ever seen 10 skateboarders at once on that and a, hill. And a, and a pizza a truck and a pizza i mean i would stop at the pizza a truck this is like a terrible because if yeah. you're on the street watching this you just think this is a goddamn pizza hut stunt like some sort of publicity thing because <laughs> mm-hmm. the way it's shot it's just like no one's doing anything that crazy they're not doing they're doing some tricks but i think they're doing it to break right like yeah because if they're just coming down doing like BB, like skateboarding tricks, like that's a weird distraction. But yeah, and then, uh, it was cool. It's definitely like yeah. trailer. They they shot that and went oh, yeah. put on the like that is gonna be in yep. the trailer. Trailer shot, yeah. But uh, we end up on like the freeway, and then Brian is like on the skateboard. He like he, uh, he ends up on like the Corvette of this guy who is apparently a uh, buddy buddy Joe Hooker, who's like a like big like stunt actor. Um, He's like the driver of like the Corvette, and then like Brian's like chasing Lawn down this in the, like in down the freeway, like sketching on the back of this Corvette, and then he does the the crazy stunt where he dr- slides under a semi truck to get over to the Pizza Hut truck. Yeah, kind of like Fast and the Furious, but for yes, me. yep, that's that's where they got that from. <laughs> um, and then. And then I love so Brian basically like he's just like he's gonna try the same thing he did earlier again like he's just like well it didn't really work the first time I'll try to get a second time where he, he's gonna launch himself in the air and like hit Lawndale with the skateboard. You know I just thought now that we kept we kept using Brian it's like you could if somehow Gleam in the Cube is a prequel to uh, the Fast and the Furious because it's Brian <laughs> yeah. again yeah and maybe Brian became a cop like he did in Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> and he learned about that under the truck skit from fucking doing it once and gleaming the cube. Yeah, he like he like Stephen Bauer became his mentor and was like, "Hey, join the LAPD!" Like, then one day you'll go undercover as a as a, a racer. racer. Yeah, like he had like Halifarn attitude. They yeah. kind of had the same haircut. Holy shit! Did we discover that gleaming the cube was a prequel? Yeah. Put it in the universe. Put Christian, put Christian Slater in the uh, Fast and Furious universe. It's like I'm the real Brian, <laughs> but yeah. So Brian, so Brian does the same. Like he basically does the same stunt again. Like he does another jump and hits Lawndale. This time, it, 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 it basically this time it works sort of because he does manage to like knock out Lawndale, but then he also like crashes into like the middle of the freeway and like almost gets hit by a car and then like break uh, like rolls so around. It, it almost break. I think he breaks his arm or like sprains his arm at least, and then breaks. no, his, his what? 
Well, he's he's in like a he's in like a like a splint or like a cast the end. So I think he like yeah, he might have fractured his arm. It's something quick because the, the bigger thing was his leg. Yeah, and he like he like destroys like his like you know the the, the skateboard like the his like <laughs> weapon skateboard like that's like destroyed. But yeah, Londo gets arrested. Uh, he's he's avenged Vin. And then he and Steve Bauer are, are friends now. Like his his relationship with his parents is, is great now. Like he's in a relationship with Tina. So like everything's coming up Brian at the end of this movie. <laughs> he gets the girl. His parents love him again. Yep. He put like a dude to jail. He's but... got a new like police officer mentor buddy. Yeah. Like But the the Tina is like horribly left worse. Like her oh, boyfriend died. Yeah, because her like, dad died. I, I, I love like, that. I love like the off. It's like the offhand because like the like we, last time we see the colonel, like he's like he's that shot, but it's like it's not clear that he got killed. And then there's like like at the end, it's like there's like this offhand remark, like your dad is just like nope, he's dead. Like it's like yep. oh okay. And then like her mom has to make the tough decision to stay in America, like yeah, because like her husband died, and then she's like oh well, like, like I guess we'll stay here, like the business we depend on to raise, like, to live in that area in that mansion. And then, and then cut to s- s- some extreme skateboarding. Like, <laughs> yeah. over the credits. Yeah. Brother to brother! I do the sound, okay, before we end this, but it's like, we gotta mention that the opening credits of, of Gleaming the Cube, like, there's, a, there's a song called Gleaming the Cube. You didn't know that? No, I, I knew that. I, I, I like. I heard like the, you hear in the lyrics like the, like the opening credits song. It's just like gleaming in the cube. Yeah, you're like, like what? What? Because it's. I kind of forget that element completely. So when you hear it again, you're like, wow, they are not hiding the fact. That it's called and I also, I also, I love that like the, the gleaming the cube song is just like such like vague. It's like it has nothing to do with skateboard. It's just like push yourself to the edge. Live your dream. Like, it doesn't like, mean skateboarding. Then, if you hear yeah. that song by itself without any context, you're just like, "So what am I doing? Gleaming what cube? What?" Oh, one thing. One thing I, before we like wrap up to, I, I think we forgot to mention that I love too. Is just like, it's like it's like it's like it's like a musical thing, but like, uh, there's like multiple times where Brian is like f- like angry, footloose skateboarding. Ooh, yeah, yeah, flash dancer kind of technique. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the Kev- like when Kevin Bacon gets angry and footloose, like he goes to, like that abandoned like warehouse and just, like dances angrily. And then every time Brian gets frustrated in this movie, like he goes to, like an abandoned like warehouse and like is doing like flatland skateboard tricks angrily. Yes, I, first, I forgot it was like the ramp, and then which I think is his own backyard. I have no idea. And then, well, he's in, he's in like some sort of like wa- like yeah like warehouse or something, and he's like doing like all like the like the pogo like like he's like like he's not he's not a ramp, he's just like, doing like these like flatland flip tricks and stuff, and like like standing on his skateboard and like flipping around and like doing all these like yeah like street tricks on it. Yeah, that that was interesting because I guess that really is what gle- the gleaming was that the gleaming the cube? I don't he, know yet. He, he was gleaming the cube in that moment because he's like he's like <laughs> in the zone. He's in the cube zone. It can't be that he gleams the cube only at the end. You know, I feel like gleaming the cube is him trying to do this. So the whole the, is the whole metaphor of the skateboarding term is that like gleaming the cube could be also solving your brother's murder. <laughs> However, you push yourself to the limit. That's what you're gleaming the cube. That's true. I mean, the movie does. The movie does as much as it can with this goddamn plot. It itself gleams the cube. 
Oh, this, this this movie is like so extra of like they 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 didn't they didn't have to like do this whole like smuggling like murder plot. They could have just been it could have been Brian is like a punk skate skater and he wants to go pro, but then he has to like you know like figure out a way to like win the skateboarding temperature or something, and then that's the whole movie. But well, like... Then the, the the subplot of Brian then trying to win over his brother's girlfriend and then only to get close to her father that itself yeah. is a whole movie. Yeah. Like yeah, Vin, Vin can still die. Maybe maybe Vin was a skateboarder too, and he died in like an accident or something. And then he died Brian in a like, skateboard related accident. Yeah, and then it's like they ban skateboarding. It's basically just it's like it's like blood sport or something or uh, kickboxer, but with skateboarding. Oh no, I was gonna go for a whole uh, footloose thing where they ban like <laughs> or something. Yeah. I'm not going for that angle because it has that t- tone too. But yeah. yeah, you could do a lot with the plot. Like the way we just listed off different versions, you can do this. These these are movies people will watch. But this this version is like the most insane thing they could have done. <laughs> they could have, but the, another thing is like they could have also made this available and like I guess like more classic because if, if you keep playing this eventually people will think this is like a great movie like the christmas story like you know like it could have had that same effect if they just played gleam in the cube like once a year <laughs> and just really made it more pop culture because is the problem that like skateboarding movies never kind of get mainstream because thrashing uh rat like there was rat, another well, skateboard well red red is like bikes but it's still bikes. Got, it's definitely in the same vein yeah, but um, it's like, dude, just these sport movies never like get out of a circle. Like they never go places. There, there was like, there's a couple like Disney, like Disney Channel movies that were like, like Brink or something, or like, like some, like some other like. I feel like there's a couple other ones. Yeah, again, they but they never include a murder plot anymore. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what makes it crazy that like, oh no, you can do like a, a sports movie, but you can include murder, and it's like, whoa. This is yeah. This is the only one that's like a yeah a, a international smuggling thriller <laughs> that involves skateboarding <laughs> on top of a popular like generational sport. Mm. So that's what makes it unique. That's I'm like, how come no one's done that formula again? Yeah, like, like, Rad Rad wasn't investigating a uh, like a, a murder in the town. Like the formula for these action movies that we do review, it is very classic about revenge or some crazy like um, reason to bust ass. Like someone messed with you. This one legit, they mess with you, and you're like, wait a minute, this is a uh, a revenge movie, like yes. mystery thriller with a sports attitude. Like it should, yeah, it like. Like Christian Slater should be like it's it's almost like he's like a cop and his like partner got killed, but then it's yes. his brother and he's a skateboarder. It's exactly that tone. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, but again, I still beloved movie. Like I, I still enjoy this. This still holds up to us. Yeah, it's it, it's it's great. It's it's ridiculous. It has it has one of the best trailers of all time, which is like a piece of art by itself. <laughs> and then the movie is fun too. Um but yeah, so that was uh, Gleam in the Cube. Um, happy 35th anniversary of that movie. Definitely uh, check it out if you haven't seen it. If you've listened to all this and you haven't seen it, like go watch it because it's still, even if you listen to the whole, this whole thing, it's still You still watching haven't gleamed the cube. Yeah, and you haven't gleamed the, gleam the cube. And then uh, come back next week. Uh, we're going to be celebrating another anniversary. We're going to be celebrating the 50th, 50th anniversary of Hulk versus the animated movie. We're going to dive into Hulk versus Thor, Hulk versus. Wolverine, uh, maybe get you know get get some early hype for Deadpool three and like that 
that version of Wolverine and Deadpool. Or maybe that version of Hulk. Who knows? Maybe maybe Hulk will show up. Who knows? Who, who knows will show up in Deadpool three? But um, yeah, we'll, we'll dive into that all that animated Marvelness uh, next week. And uh, head over to the site for all of your stuff. We got reviews, trailers, news, all sorts of stuff over at everythingnation.com. Check it all out. Check out previous episodes of the podcast and our monthly commentaries. And uh, yeah, so for Chris, I am Zach, and we will see you next week. For more Everything Action, head to www.everythingaction.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, at EVAction, on Facebook by searching for Everything Action, and follow us on Instagram at everything.action. You can also subscribe and get more episodes on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify.